if you guys get Viceland over in, in Great Britain. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's like something you can subscribe to, but again, all of my electronics and everything are still like US based. So I can still like watch Netflix and things like that. But um, I mean, the internet exists out here. So it's not something that I can't find. Yeah. Well, so, so, like, so it's a Vice production that. Vice Viceland, yeah, it's the name of the, the. So they have an app too, but they're like a TV channel, and they have like all kinds of different like documentaries and stuff like that. And Dark Side of the Ring um, is really like a, a series of documentary, like these forty-five minute documentaries about like different wrestling things. Okay, I heard about it through uh, one of the other podcasts I listened to because the first episode was is uh, uh, the match made in heaven, which is about the macho man randy savage and miss elizabeth (laughs) and like how their entire relationship happened okay um and like the were they together yeah 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 oh wow. so it was really interesting to watch like um you know basically apparently like the way so I, i never really understood their origin story and apparently the way they met was she was uh like the front desk lady at the gym that macho man randy savage was going to and he came in one day and like took off his glasses and his eyes were just bloodshot and like she was like oh your eyes are your eyes are really red and he was just like you should see them from the other side (laughs) and so like they've got a bunch of like wrestler ex-wrestlers and like ex-people who are in the business that contribute to this um and one of them was uh one of those Scott Hall, um, who was Razor Ramon in the WWF and then like went to WCW anyway. Um, he he was like, he was like, when I heard that story, I was like, that line worked. Like that's the line that worked to pick her up. <laughs> but man, it was crazy to watch like how, you know, controlling he was of her and like all those other things. And like eventually that led to her leaving. And then um they like she went and uh, lived with uh, Lex Luger, who was another wrestler, and then you know got heavy into drugs, and um, you know they were talking about how you know she was doing drugs for like a three hundred pound wrestler, but she was an eighty five pound like woman, you know valet manager kind of thing, and um, and like they played the nine one one call when Lex Luger called when she like overdosed, and like it was it was crazy, but like oh, the whole wow. thing. The whole thing is like watching watching the Macho Man Randy Savage like, and they have like some archival footage, um, and like they they have apparently after she died like they went and like talked to him about it and he's just like he's just like you know we were married and you know we we reconciled after our divorce and you know we were friends and so I'm really sorry or whatever but it was it's it's insane like the, the series is crazy it goes through a bunch of different stuff um including some of the older things like um there was a there was a wrestler called bruiser brody Mm -hmm. um who was uh he was kind of this this big you know dangerous guy he used to come to the ring like swinging a metal chain around his head and so back then like the wrestling arenas didn't have these large wide aisles so like people would scatter from the side of the aisles because he was swinging a giant metal chain around his head um as he came to the ring and they talked about like him um he got he got stabbed um like multiple times in the back of like this arena 
uh, by uh, a guy whose wrestling persona was Invader Number One. Um, <laughs> I know, right? And in Puerto Rico too, and like, oh, wow. and like um, Tony Atlas, who was a who was a, a wrestler, didn't really make it all that big on like the major scene, but he was a professional. He was like an independent professional wrestler. Um, was there and like was his friend and like was talking him through it and like carried him to the hospital and like you know when he came back to the arena the police were there and the police were like everyone back here says a fan went crazy and stabbed Bruiser Brody and he was like no he's like this guy stabbed Bruiser Brody and um, yeah so and then like the the Puerto Rican uh, courts ended up finding uh, invader number one not guilty by terms of self-defense they said that he did stab him, but he only stabbed him out of self-defense. And it was, it's, it's like crazy. It's crazy to watch. I, I love like wrestling documentaries just because it's such an amped up sport that, yeah. I mean, you know, it's cool too. When you, when, before they made a ton of money too, all yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. that those guys had to do in order to make ends meet. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, Bruiser Brody, for example, had like a wife and kids, but he ended up having to go to Puerto Rico because that's where the money was. People were paying money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know just like, just like in football or basketball, you got to go play in the European League or the or the uh, Canadian League sometimes just to make some money. Yep. So I recommend Dark Side of the Ring if you're if you're interested. Viceland does have an app. Um, I think they give you like two free hours if you don't have a a like television provider. Uh, if you can log okay. in with like a television provider um, service, uh, they will they will uh, let you watch it like for free, like as you're watching it on TV. But um, but yeah, Viceland, and, and I imagine it will eventually come to places like Netflix and stuff like that too. Um, but it's it's pretty crazy. Well, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, is it all just old stuff, or is it? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot of old stuff. Like the most recent thing in there is the Montreal Screwjob, which is when um, uh, Bret Hart left the WWF after losing in a match to Shawn Michaels, in which like he never submitted or whatever, but they rang the bell anyway because Bret Hart was leaving for WCW. And oh, you know. and there's a, there's a great documentary that exists out there called uh, Hitman Hart Wrestling with Shadows that goes over that entire thing. Um, but yeah. I'll say the dark side of the ring is a much if you're if you're less interested in kind of the in kind of the actual build up to the match and all that stuff and you're more interested in kind of the politics about how everything behind the scenes goes, I think Dark Side of the Ring is, is a better and and shorter version of that. Um because Hitman Hart really does talk about like, you know, who Bret Hart was and how he grew up and Do they do like the Chris Benoit stuff or uh they haven't Owen Hart. They haven't yet. Um, there's only this is only the first season. I think there's only gonna be six oh. episodes of the first season. So Viceland does Viceland does like a um they do like a, a like short shorter series, almost like British television. Um oh right, right, um, yeah. So uh the first six episodes, there's uh Match Made in Heaven, which is Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. There's Montreal Screwjob, um, which is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels basically. The Killing of Bruiser Brody, um, The Last of the Von Erichs, which is interesting. Um, so the Von Erichs is basically this wrestling family that everyone thought was cursed. Um, and like all, <laughs> of, all of their family members have like died from different things. Uh, oh and my the, goodness. The Last of the Von Erichs is actually interesting because um, 
one of the one of the stories they tell in there is that uh, one of the I think it was Carrie Carrie Von Eric wanted to basically commit suicide, and his brother knew about it. And so his right. brother was like, "Listen, instead of committing suicide, why don't we do this? Why don't we go up to the wilderness? We'll find a black bear. We'll each have three shots." Once we're done shooting our shots, we're going to let the bear kill us. Basically, we either kill the bear in six shots or we let the bear kill us. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> and then there was uh, the mysterious death of gorgeous Gino, uh, which was, which I, again, is another like uh, Gino Hernandez, who was this wrestler uh, who was kind of a pretty boy. Um, but he, uh, he ended up being found dead in his apartment. Um, and had been dead for a couple of days and everyone kind of suspected foul play although the police ruled it as a suicide um, uh-huh. and so like go over kind of how that all worked and you know who who the possible people were that could have killed him and like you know that no one necessarily knows except for the people oh, wow. murder. Uh, and then the last one true, it's like a true crime yeah like some of these are just crazy um you know the killing of bruce Brody is the same thing right it's it's the retelling of a of a of a murder and you you know with wrestling as the backdrop um and the last one's going to be on the fabulous moolah who was like the first very famous female professional wrestler um that one hasn't come out yet but that one that one will will be interesting to watch as well because she was she was basically a pioneer as far as women's wrestling was concerned so well, I mean, it sounds very interesting. Uh, what's the style of filmmaking? It's it's definitely it's like it's documentary. So it's the full on documentary style then. Yeah, like interviews and then like setup shots and like old found footage and stuff like that. Yeah, they'll do all that. Um, they do a little bit of recreation too, where they have obviously you know actors or other professional wrestlers that are dressed up kind of like those those people okay right right so like when they're when the bruiser brody one when they you know talk about tony atlas is talking about you know invader number one told asked bruiser brody if you could talk to him and they went behind this door and they closed the door like they actually show actors kind of doing those things the reenactment stuff yeah and it's always in it's always in like kind of shadowy so you so you you can't tell, oh, okay, well, that's not that person. Not that you would necessarily know anyway. Um, right. But, um, but it's, it's always a little shadowy, so it's, it's a little bit more like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. That person is pretending to be Bruiser Brody and going back there. Um, but, you know, they, they do some of that stuff as well. But, yeah, it's, it's interviews with, like, you know, <clears throat> if you're into the wrestling world, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people who, you know, you would see on there that you would recognize. Uh, but the one, uh, the Bruiser Brody episode, for example, is entirely narrated by Mick Foley, um, who was... Oh, really? Yeah, who was Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love. Yeah. Um, so he, he apparently, I think that was the first episode they ever produced, <clears throat> but they didn't release it first, um, probably because Randy Savage is a little bit bigger of a name. But yeah, yeah, like Mick Foley talks about how when he, you know, the reason he became a professional wrestler was because of Bruiser Brody. Like that's that's why he wanted to be a professional wrestler. So, oh, I mean, that's really cool. So I mean, it, it's it's it, basically it looks like they've spent money, they've invested in this um, production. Yeah, it's not just like um, you know a couple of dudes are like we like wrestling let's talk about it no it's like produced yeah if, if you if you like any of the documentary series that like netflix puts out or or anything like that like it's very 
similar in quality like it's it's well put together and and you don't have to be a fan of wrestling i don't think in order to watch it it's more of a you have to be a fan of kind of like human interest stories so yeah i mean i from what i remember with viceland a lot of it was like about like the war in syria and stuff like that and it was very much reporting on and showing things that you know mainstream media wasn't covering as much or like was going more in depth with that stuff and so it was one of those things where i'm like okay i do like this kind of journalism but i have to like steal my stomach for some of the stuff they're going to show me sure because like and like they're the kind of viceland's kind of things like oh we smuggled we went with heroin smugglers in afghanistan and all that stuff right and so, so while i see like the benefit of like that type of reporting it was never really in my wheelhouse so like i was aware of vice and because i think it was on the hbo app um so it's good to see that they're doing things that because one of my one of the i I listened to the podcast um how i built this Mm -hmm. uh, from npr and they had the the founder of vice magazine on there and he went into the whole thing about how it's um you know evolved over starting as a newspaper in like can or like a magazine in Canada. Right. And to what it is now. So yeah, it, it sounds interesting and I'll, uh, I def- definitely like how they're focusing more on the older wrestlers. Yep. Like not the new stuff and the new business model. Like when you like where wrestling was your, like you had to make it your life, but you really had to love it because you weren't making any money. Right. You know, before all the WrestleManias and stuff, and when things went crazy, and you know, I still remember watching on TV when Hulk Hogan was going to take on the Undertaker, and every time he went, the Undertaker um, had like a meeting, like where all those caskets were. Yeah. He would like jump, he'd jump one of the guys, and like that would end it, and Undertaker would just be the Undertaker. And Hulk Hogan comes down, and the first thing he starts doing is flipping all the caskets over and going, where's the Undertaker? Come on, let's go. <laughs> like, I, I still remember watching that as, like, a eight-year-old or maybe even younger on television going, nobody messes with the Hulkster. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 is, that is one of the things that comes into play on the Randy, uh, Randy Savage episode is, like, um, Hulk Hogan, obviously, and Randy Savage are very, you know, they're they're very tied in history and so yeah. like that's there there's he doesn't talk but uh his his ex-wife linda hogan talks about it because i guess she was good friends with with miss elizabeth and all that stuff oh right she talks through kind of you know i guess at some point he was when he was filming uh mr nanny um they were in miami or something like that and miss elizabeth just like took a plane down there to like go stay with them and ended up like you know not necessarily staying with them but going and like meeting these other people and then randy savage got pissed off and like flew down there and it's crazy to like to understand kind of you know these these very human characteristics to these almost superhuman you know figures because like that's you know they were they were the superheroes of like Saturday morning because that's when wrestling was on and it's very interesting to see like you know the the stories about how Randy Savage was pissed off that his that his wife was you know not answering phone calls 
in a day when not everyone had a cell phone and you basically had to have someone sitting by the phone in order to answer your phone call. I mean, I do like the idea of just someone being so jealous that they just book a flight to Miami. (laughs) You know? Yep. Well, yeah, cool. It sounds cool. I'm definitely going to have to give a look at it. I'm not necessarily the most like hardcore wrestling fan, but I do like a good documentary. Yeah. And uh, I think, I don't think you need to know. I don't think you need to know wrestling, right? Uh, ultimately like the Randy Savage, Macho, the Randy Savage story is a story about a couple who has this whirlwind romance and then ends up breaking apart. Right. Um, right. The story is a story about a guy who is trying to support his family and ends up getting killed and a bunch of people try to cover it up. Right. So yeah. like you don't ultimately have to understand wrestling in order to, to really get the story. So, yeah, I mean, because like, yeah, because it's one of those things where it's like they play characters. Right. But like sometimes their real life was like crazier than the than the characters that they portrayed in the ring. Sure. Yep. <laughs>